Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Right, welcome back. 403-974-8255, 974-TALK. Still getting a lot of text in regarding the Many Shot brothers, Cody and Corey Many Shots. Pleaded guilty in October of 2014 to this uh, horrific kidnapping and rape of this 17-year-old girl who was just kidnapped randomly from a Terradale bus stop, assaulted and raped in an alley, walked to a nearby home, held for hours there, assaulted and raped even further. Uh, And there were other people in the home, by the way, including the brother's father, who did nothing. The girl managed to escape. Otherwise, she surely would have been killed. The Crown was seeking 12 years in prison. That hardly seems enough. And I guess it would be something at this point. So things are up in the air a little bit now. They pleaded guilty in October of 2015. It was December of 2016 when legal aid funding was approved to do this testing to see if they have fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. And the results have come back suggesting that they do. So now what does that mean? Are we into the realm of an NCR finding not criminally responsible? I guess of the heels of uh, Matthew DeGroot, and then of course before that, Vincent Lee. Uh, We've kind of been here before. And the perception maybe that justice isn't being done. I don't know that simply having FASD is enough to say you are not criminally responsible, that you couldn't help yourself, that you're not to be held to account for what you did. Obviously, it has an impact. That's why we're worried about it. That's why we try to prevent it, because it does have a real impact. No doubt about it. Are you still able to know right from wrong? I mean, I don't know that we want to get to a point where we say everybody who has FASD needs to be taken off the streets and locked up indefinitely because each and every one of them is capable of doing something like this. Is that where we want to go? I don't think so. I think we should be careful about going down this path. But you got to look at the merits of each case on its own merits. Does that make sense here? And even if we're to say that they are criminally responsible, I don't think that mitigates in any way the threat that they clearly pose, that these two would be capable of doing what they did regardless of what the reasons are. Anyway, let's go to the phones here sometime for your calls. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, Rob. Yeah. Um, I tell you, if I hear that word MCR or term again, one more time, I'm going to blow a gasket. Is someone, if, if not the perpetrators, someone has to be held accountable, be it the family members who knew of their situation or their doctors or the system. I mean, from Hamalka to Vince Lee, uh, you know, uh, well, Hamolka was convicted. I, I don't know that that's within this realm of the conversation. Well, yeah, I mean, she didn't, you know, she didn't fall under the NCR, but I mean, the prosecutors and, and the like dropped the ball there. I mean, she was right. as responsible as, uh, as, uh, Bernardo and yet she gets out after eight years. Clearly, you know, and yeah. These judges, lawyers, they expect the public to be able to live really with these people, uh, 
roaming our street. Well, but that's not exactly how it goes, and it's not something new either. I mean, the principle of not criminally responsible is is goes back well over a century, and it's it's the case in the United States, it's the case in in European countries. It's not new, and it's not unique to Canada, right? If I mean, if you had a heart attack uh, while you're driving, you killed somebody. We wouldn't call you a murderer, right? I mean, that's kind of an extreme example, but there are cases where that's the reason why it happened, and that's how yeah, we need to view it. But you know what? A heart attack isn't, isn't with intent, Rob. I mean, that's apples and bananas. Well, no, but that's the point. If there is no intent, if you can't say that this individual was in his right mind and chose to do this, that's where it comes into play, and it's a long-established legal principle. So, But I assume that these uh, two young guys uh, were somewhat functional throughout the day. I mean, they could get up and get dressed, feed themselves, you know, go to school, go to work, or whatever. Right. So they had that capability, but all of a sudden, when it comes to sex crime, they're they're incapable of their their uh, you know inhibitions, or whatever. I don't know. Pretty hard to watch in my mind. Well, no, I'm not, I, yeah, I agree with you on that, Rob. Appreciate the phone call. I mean, it seems pretty clear that they knew what they were doing. Look, if they're on the, the spectrum, if they, if they have FASD, if it's severe, that's obviously going to impact how they live their day-to-day lives. It's going to impact their mental maturity. It's going to impact how they live, right? I don't think anybody denies that. I mean, this is a pretty extreme manifestation of that, however. So if you want to make the argument that this should have an impact on the sentence they receive, or this should have an impact on the kind of treatment they receive, what we do with them going forward, I, you know, I'm sympathetic to that. But I'm not sympathetic to the argument that we, we cannot hold them responsible for what they did. It's a mitigating factor. I don't think we can deny that. But I don't know that it's quite at the level of, you know, a psychotic episode where someone's just completely and totally detached from reality, has no idea what they're doing. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, this is uh, Pierre. Pierre, go ahead. Hi. Um, I'm going to speak a little bit from kind of first second-hand experience. Uh, my mother looked after some kids many years ago who, this was just when FAS was starting to gather some uh, some interest and people were starting to get educated. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, uh, well, number one, there's the world, one of the world experts on FASD is here at UFC or Foothills uh, Clinic, uh, Foothills Hospital, so you might want to have him on the show sometime later. But one of the things that FAS um, people with FASD, it's a, it's a spectrum, so obviously there's different right. levels, yeah. is that they can do something and they don't understand that there are implications. Like, if I take this glass and I throw it, it's going to break. So what? You know, they, they don't formulate, they don't understand that there's an impact or repercussions to their actions. So if I do this, I'm going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. That doesn't enter into their thinking because they're into the moment type of thing. That was kind of what I um, saw and experienced and, and what some of what my mom relayed to me as, as she looked after these kids. So there's a lot more to this than, you know, saying these people, it's a disorder, it's a spectrum, and there's a lot of learning to be done here, I think. Yeah, no, that's probably a fair point, uh, Pierre. Appreciate the phone call. You betcha. All right. We're, we're, I mean, were these two able to understand right from wrong? Did they know what they were doing was wrong? I mean, that's a big test to understand 
the difference between right and wrong and to understand the wrongness, if you will, of what it is you were doing. And given how extensive and horrific these crimes were, how could they not? So I don't know that the defense has really demonstrated that. So I think the onus is on them at this point to demonstrate not just that they have a diagnosis, but that they were not in any kind of right mind to understand the wrongness of what they were doing. Uh, let's get Jim in here. Jim, go ahead. You know, I want to tie the father back into this thing a little bit more because you're, you're, you're landing on a point of whether or not they were even taught was right from wrong. And, you know, I know if I'm walking down the street and I'm seeing somebody getting assaulted or, or, or a person being sexually assaulted and I actually don't help, I think I can actually be charged. And this, this whole thing kind of stems right back to, to, to the parents and whether or not they, they were actually even taught anything and whether or not they're even getting any responsibility. Well, and you know what? And, and there's a story I, I pulled up from, this was from October of 2015. So it was right around the time that these two pleaded guilty. And a lot of people wondering, you know, why wasn't the father charged? If he was in the home and if he saw what was going on and didn't do anything, a uh, police spokesman at the time said that police certainly did consider laying charges, but the Crown's recommendation was that the charges would not be laid. So police thought maybe there was something there. The Crown, for whatever reason, didn't think they could pursue this or weren't sure they'd get a conviction for whatever reason they decided not to pursue it. So I'm not sure, but I mean, I don't know when you look at the circumstances, what, what's been reported, what we know about it. I, I don't understand how you wouldn't. Well, but there, so, so back to your point. So what, what were they, how were they actually brought up? Were they, were they brought up with any social responsibility at all? Like we don't even know that. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know who was, responsible for the upbringing i don't know who had responsibility over them over those years if they grew up with one parent or the other or both or if they were in foster care i, I don't know their, their full background going growing up so I, I don't know i don't know the answer to that but that gets back to the question like if they knew what was right from wrong well we, so you put the the alcohol fetal syndrome and then whether or not they actually were even even brought up with any social responsibility this whole thing can blow right apart yeah i think you're right jim I appreciate the phone call uh, 403-974-8255. We've got to take a break here. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.